Greetings, nerds. This is Scene and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you, how are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm surviving. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. It sounds like you've had a pretty good weekend, um, doing some fun stuff and getting away from the computer and whatnot. You make it sound like I'm just living my life. <laughs> All I told you I did, this was my weekend in a nutshell. <laughs> I watched one movie, and, I, and I'm and i almost done completing a thousand-piece puzzle within 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think that's living the big life, but sure. No. Sure, Will. Sure. Hey, that's the big life. That's the big life. I mean, that, that's, that's a good, honest-to-goodness, chill weekend. It's like the, the best sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the end of the year. I think a lot of us right now, um, A, it's just running to Christmas break. And everyone, depending on your work situation, everyone has a different start of when that holiday kicks off. Um, I'm very fortunate to work for a university, so there's clear closure periods that are much more extensive than maybe a private sector job. So I think we're all running running that race of like, I just want to get through these next few weeks and then have a huge break. But um, I think really what happened is I haven't done a puzzle in years, like yeah. over a decade. <clears throat> and <clears throat> then all of a sudden I started just putting together pieces and the next thing I know I'm like, I'm looking at my um, my phone and I'm thinking to myself, how did four hours? <laughs> well, like I was telling you, that's like the sign of an awesome puzzle where you just get so wrapped up into it, you just completely lose track of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, man, so I guess we're playing fortune teller on these shows these days or something because every time you and I have an in-depth conversation about something in the media mm-hmm. the very next day they yeah. announce it. <laughs> exactly. It totally does happen. So I'm trying to get ahead of the curve this week. <laughs> well, it, it was funny because this week what also was announced, um, and we'll get to WB and everything that they did, but this, this news about Hawkeye and yeah. The casting of Kate Bishop, Haley Stanfield has been confirmed um, to play Kate Bishop in the series. Uh, I I am about 90% sure that it was rumored immediately after San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she was doing the... Uh, Apple TV reimagining of um, oh yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a reimagining. <laughs> okay, I thought it was, but anyway, but she was cast in that. But in, in any event, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're right. Um, and and that's also coming off of, I think, Edge of Seventeen was 2018, mm-hmm. and a lot of the public kind of fell in love with her during that movie, but. So this week when it was became official, I was just thinking to myself, yeah, I'm 
okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's good to have confirmation, but what always surprises me when when we get this type of news is the set photos because that also means they're in production. Yep. And which is a crazy thing right now, considering the lack of new content we've been getting over the past several months. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because we uh, when we talked about this last week, they were it was uh, some not set photos, but I think someone from The Verge or something had taken a photo of uh, the little notice that they were going to start filming a show. And I think it was like, the, I think it was it Arrow, not uh, Emerald Arrow or something like that, whatever it was. The, I can't remember the working title, but um, that it was starting this week, this past week. And of course, you know, it, we it, as we joked at the time, uh, Haley was com- you know we like she was confirmed but then i don't think marvel ever officially released anything and and then of course uh you know grace randolph and some others broke the news about florence Pugh being in the hawkeye series and and then of course we saw the set photos and then later in the week we got additional news about additional casting uh for for the show are you talking about florence Pugh? Florence Pugh, but also uh, 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 Vera Farminga is also, right. yeah, so we ha- she's going to be Eleanor Bishop, Kate's mom. And then there are a couple other characters uh, uh, that were also named it, but this past week as as far as um, showing up uh, Fra Fee, who's going to be playing a character named Kazi, who is um, known for the in the Marvel universe as the mercenary villain, the clown. And then um, let's see who else was named. Uh, Tony Dalton was another actor who was um, going to be playing a character named Jack Duquesne, who is a take on the swordsman who was an early mentor to Hawkeye. And then he, and then also, of course, of course, Florence Pugh, and then uh, there's a couple other characters uh, who's going to be playing a character named Maya Lopez, who is uh, apparently a, a character named Echo, who is a deaf Native American who is capable of copying and mimicking another person's fighting movements. So, um, so yeah, it looks looks like they're you know rounding out the the, sh- the, the cast, and of course, we saw the photos of. Jeremy Renner and Haley and and Lucky the Pizza Dog. So yeah, I guess I think they're aiming for end of this, end of this year where it's going to be on uh, end of, end of twenty twenty one where I think it's going to be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I don't even care about the, like the release dates. Yeah. Over the past several months, there has every time something gets announced. We've dealt yeah. with so many delays True. that even when they're set to be released in 2021, you're just like, okay, well, yeah. no vision was all set for December. So right. no, <laughs> no, we're not getting it. And then we were like not getting any MCU this year. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, <I'm> still bitter. <laughs> yeah. I'm still bitter about that. Yes, I am. <laughs> but for every, for all of our bitterness, we have another studio WB who makes, yes, we talked about it. We said, why wouldn't they? And even though we knew it was a likelihood, 
on this scale, because w- w- releasing Wonder Woman is mm. one thing. Yeah. Doing that. But they tripled, quadrupled the ante because they said, oh, no, 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 no. We're not just releasing Wonder Woman. Our full tw- 2021 slate will be released in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. Yeah. Boom. Drop the mic. I told my parents that. Yeah. And instantly they said, how much is HBO Max? <laughs> <laughs> They're not even superhero fans. It's just the idea yeah. of a streaming service having new content in a way that mirrors what's going on in cinemas right now. Yeah. It's just everyone will want it. So I'm I am just overjoyed with that announcement. Yeah, me too. I, I not only because HBO Max and Amazon Fire were able to come to a deal a few weeks ago so that fire devices could u- use the service, but uh, but also you know, it's just been maddening how things kept getting pushed back, getting pushed back, pushed back. And it really is a game changer. Of course, the studio, you know, a lot of the movie theater franchises and stuff are already, you know, did push back. And, and of course, they'll will want to you know, renegotiate their deals so they can get a better slice of the pie as far as, you know, revenue. Because, you know, they're still hurting. And, and quite frankly, I mean, you know, part of Pox is on our leadership for not, you know, doing more to, to help other industries uh, like movie, you know, the arts and others when they're when they're dealing with the pandemic and all these shutdowns. But uh, but this truly is like a game changing thing. And, you know, it is one of those things that, you know, once you've let this genie out of the bottle, I just don't know how. Yep. It's going to be how you're going to be able to go back to the norm in 2022. And, and going back to the old model, I think, I mean, theaters will definitely still have a place, but mm-hmm. I think moving forward, this is just going to be the way that content is going to be released. And, and I know this week, the uh, Disney uh, investor meeting is this, uh, the 10th of this month. And uh, it would not surprise me at all at this point that they'll say, yes, we're going to drop Black Widow in a similar type, uh, type of uh Simul- simultaneous release because I mean it you know they already have Disney Plus already has a, a huge empire as as it is as far as uh, in, in the streaming wars and it would just it just doesn't make sense at this point for them to just not take advantage of of this and, and continue to build to their, their subscriber base. Yeah, I I did hear an in an interesting argument against that um, because we, we have to remember with HBO max, their subscription subscribers mm-hmm. have not been consistent. No, not um, very similar to after season one of Mandalorian finished mm-hmm. a lot of Disney plus subscribers went away and yeah. then returned when Hamilton dropped. Right. But, but still I think a lot of Disney Plus subscribers are still staying on. And the fact that uh, Mandalorian wraps up this month and then next month we know WandaVision is going to drop. So why would you cancel? It's month to month. So 
I, I think that they, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced it, but I also am no longer unsurpri- unsurprised if they don't. Considering yeah. they are not as dire, we need to get a substantial, consistent subscriber basis for Disney Plus. Yeah, but there's but there's also the point too where if you delay it too much and you have so much content that you you back up, yeah, then you're going to start stepping on your own product. So. Right. It, it's better to go ahead and stick to the May, even if they even if they stick to the May release date, go ahead and release it both in the theaters and on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, yep. and that way they can still. I don't think they'll move the you know I don't think I, I'm not advocating they move the date up. I think they just stick to May, but do it like you know do the simultaneous release, and that way you can still keep. You know you don't have a glut of films that then because. Even whenever we can go back to the theater, if you like back backload back to back to back so many films, I mean, there's only so much, so many dollars can go around. And I think they'll, you know, you'll you win the, you may win the proverbial battle, but may lose the war because people just aren't going to go flock to see all these things, especially when you may have the option of staying home still if you don't feel comfortable or. And like I said, I mean, I think the theater experience will change. It's clearly going to have to change after this game-changing move by Warner Brothers. Oh, I I think what's going to happen is this move will normalize streaming. Mm-hmm. And um, the longer we go without theaters being open, theaters being accessible, and people feeling safe going to them, the yeah. further we get to that being a familiar experience. True. Yeah. So I I just I I agree with you. It's it's never gonna be what it was. Yeah. And yeah. um and there are there's there are pros and cons to that. Mm-hmm. But um to go back to the release date and dropping Black Widow, I, I think you're right. I, I think that there's more, there's a bigger likelihood that Disney will just say, well, if you're going to do that, we're going to do that too with our slate. Because what Disney has going for it that WB doesn't really have is that they have these TV series now. Mm, right. Which are going to get, are tied in to the movies. And so what we were talking about last week with Florence Pugh She's in Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and that's a major plot point <laughs> for Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. We need to see Black Widow before Hawkeye comes out. <laughs> There's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts about that. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah, that, exactly. I mean, I think that was one of the reasons why I think WandaVision was going to come first before uh, Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. And I think I even heard some rumors that maybe Black Widow might even be in, in that, too. So... Um, you know, so at least Lawrence, Florence Pugh's Black Widow. So again, if you black, back things up too much, then it starts to mess up your continuity of, of storytelling and, and and getting these getting these properties out there for consumption. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then you know, on top of all that too, with with the streaming war, wars and 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 of course the Disney investor meeting coming up this Thursday. Uh, I, I did see where uh, over the weekend Collider was reporting that uh, Disney is looking to combine Hulu and, and, and Disney Plus as well. So again, that's another 
plus up for 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 Disney, it you know to that that you can add another you know, millions of subscribers in, in, under the Disney Plus umbrella, so it can just be one omnibus huge streaming site instead of you know instead of um, being diffused in various you know platforms. I mean, if they it, you know if they, I'll be happy if they did that because it'll just be easier be one less subscription that I have to have, even if it means just the price point for Disney plus going up a little bit. Oh, I, I think it would go up for sure. Um, almost doubled probably just because then you're adding in all of these, like I watched, this is us on on Hulu. And, and so you're getting a lot of the more traditional network shows. Mm -hmm which also has a huge audience for and an right. audience that Disney plus probably isn't getting right now. That's, that's, unless, that's a good point. Yep. Um, but you're also getting a bunch of reality TV shows and there's so many different stations that if you just go through Hulu, you realize how many different channels are all under that umbrella. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, just a genius move to kind of, to broaden their their ability to obtain subscribers mm-hmm. and and also just to to make it more parallel to Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. I mean yeah. Netflix and Amazon they may not have all of the fancy um known known um brands but they also have were the ones to start it all and have really developed original content that allow people to just want want to have it and they have all of their movie catalogs that they they own so yeah and 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 to your point about network shows i mean you know netflix still did he still have the office i mean you know which still trends very highly now that since Nielsen actually ranks the uh, streaming programming uh, on these various platforms each week. And I think it's still, you know, some of these legacy shows are still, still in the top 10 as far as what people stream. So, so yeah. So adding a Hulu, like you said, with, with a proper, with IP like this is us and other, you know, established show network, shows again that's definitely diversifies disney plus to to be more like you said like a, a netflix and an amazon type of platform which is yeah. just a win win for them yeah absolutely yeah. yeah um what what else is going on ava duvernay is creating a new series naomi based on the dc comic character by yeah. the by the self name like the character's name is Naomi. <laughs> yeah, the character's name is Naomi. Yeah, so Ava's definitely like building her DC rep, her DC resume because she's got the new gods. She's got this Naomi. We talked about DMZ, I think, a week or so ago, and um, you know the which you know each of these series, you know, two of them definitely have. Um, you know, focus with colors of character. And, uh, you know, this was uh, a little bit, this Naomi series is a little bit different in that it's not based in a you know big metropolis or everything. It's going to be uh, in a small town. But, you know, again, she's, you know, building that DC empire 
of her own of her own slate, and I know that's going to be on the CW, which is like okay, uh, well, I guess CW fied, but uh, but uh, it you know it maybe maybe it won't maybe she'll have enough greater control over it that it will have its own flavor and you know stick to the the comic book that it was that it was based on. Hmm. What what is going on with New Gods? Is that it's still in pre production or? Yeah, I think it's still in pre production, but okay. it, I think it's yeah, yeah. But it's it's definitely definitely it's going to um, go forward. But I, I haven't you know beyond. I don't think anyone's been cast, or I can't recall if if she was doing screenwriting or if she was going to you know hire someone else. Yeah, yeah. I I. That's the one thing that, as much as the name Ava DuVernay um, impresses me and makes me excited about a project, I also just think to myself, okay, lady, <laughs> when are we getting this? You, got, you sign yourself up for everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it always surprises me when I see a trailer for something and I'm like, I didn't even know she was working on I, exactly exactly she's got deals everywhere and yeah she's got her just bit deal with warner and i think she's got her deal with netflix so yeah she's i mean she's she's uh she's a powerhouse and uh and you know as we joked a few weeks ago i mean it's another with the cw with the painkiller and then wonder girl and here we got it you know again another uh color character of color uh even though uh we lost black lightning but but they're adding again another superhero of color on the CW, which is, uh, you know, which is good for representation and stuff. So, um, so, I, you know, so, I, you know, hopefully, as I said, hopefully it won't, it'll, it will, I mean, I'm not super familiar with the comic book, but, uh, but, you know, this will give me an opportunity to learn, learn about a new one when I go to the shop and, uh, then I'll see how it looks whenever, whenever it gets put on live action. Yeah. Um, you do that research and just tell me all about will, it. I'll I wait will, for the actual show. I will do so. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about the CW verse, as they refer to it these days, David Ramsey, <laughs> Arrow alum, returns as Diggle in Batwoman, The Flash, Superman, and Lois and Supergirl. And, oh, sorry, Legends as well as a mystery character. <laughs> you know, I I know you put it on the rundown. Yeah, <laughs> probably gonna be with Green Lantern, but a part of me is just like, are they ever gonna do it? <laughs> this, the is, this is the cross. Diggles the crossover this year. <laughs> it's it's the biggest like every day one people have speculated about that and. Yeah. It's just, and they've done so many, like, hint, hint. We thought we were going to even see it in Infinite, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And um, they decided to go a different way with that yeah. crossover. Because that crossover was so successful. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe you're right. Maybe Diggle's the crossover this year. And because they screwed up Crisis on Infinite Earths so much, they're just like, we're going to give the viewers what they really wanted for the past decade <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but also yeah that's true i mean i you know i know i know you like to beat up on christ so i actually you know over and we, we, we talked about this last week that normally this normally this time during of our 
Yep. Shows we will be we would be talking crossover right now, and uh, and so it is kind of you know it's it's fitting that we at least get some Arrowverse to talk about some cross possible crossover with the, with the beloved character that is John Diggle, and like you said, one that one folks have been hoping for for a very long time, and you know I it's I'm, I'm glad he's back. I mean, it makes sense as far as um, you know if they. It, to, to continue the legacy of Arrow, uh, having having you know one a, a core character like Diggle uh, show up on all these other shows, and and also I think David's going to be directing some episodes as well. So, uh, so you know I, I, I'm looking forward to it, and like I said, I guess maybe this will be their way of doing a crossover next year. Yeah, that's another thing I can't wrap my mind around. Will there be a crossover next year? How will that work, given the already um, precarious production restrictions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone just, has. Yeah, um, and just hearing from the, all of the interviews over the years about the logistics of these crossovers. Um, yeah, I, if they if they pull something off, it'll be. Very impressive, more impressive yeah. than any other crossover before, just given the state of production right now. True. Um, but for all we know, they're going to do a COVID crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see all these previews for these network shows, yeah. um, like Grey's Anatomy and a few mm-hmm. others, where yeah. they're clearly using COVID. <laughs> yeah, what's the uh, what's the courtroom show? Uh, I'm blanking, um, Madam... Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, I saw like I saw a tra- uh, commercial earlier in the week, and it had the plexiglass up and stuff. So yeah, it will be interesting to see how uh, if the Arrowverse shows integrate uh, real world things in- in- into into their storytelling. Yeah, I I kind of just hope not. Yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> we need it to escape and. But you you never know. You yeah. never know. It, it, yeah. I see pros and cons. Uh, yeah. There is one last bit of news to talk about before we jump into the Mandalorian episode breakdown of the week. Uh, earlier this week, it came out that Elliot Page is transgender and all of his credits are being updated for all previous movies that he has been involved in in the past. Yeah, yeah, I saw that this I saw that earlier this week and uh, happy uh, transition to or come okay, I know there's like a proper term for it. I'm blanking on whenever you announce that you come that you're tr- coming into your true self, but Congratulations to Elliot and wish him all the best. And uh, I think it's, he, he joins several other actors and actresses who have, who are trans part of the transgender community and, and will hopefully be a, you know, a um, role model for many folks moving ahead. Yeah. I, I think this is fascinating. Um, just, from the perspective of the fact that they're changing the credits. Mm-hmm. He currently is a star in the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Right. And so 
season three will be very, I think might bring more viewers um, to the table because everyone will want to see how they explain yeah. what, is, what has happened to that character. Right. Right. Um, Cause I think, yeah. Cause did I, did I read where they were going to integrate that into the story as well? Which would make perfect sense. I mean, Elliot Page, for all intents and purposes, plays Elliot Page on that series. <laughs> Minus maybe the powers, but <laughs> the same character. And just given the pathos of that character, I think I think that can be easily done. Um, but again, it's just the idea that this is the first time anything like that has occurred. Yeah. Where you have a star who goes through that change and um and the show has to adjust to it yeah yeah it it really is and um yeah you're right i do you i think you're right that people will if they were already fans of course they'll tune back in but it may capture some new fans to see how um how they address it and in the story moving forward yeah my my one recommendation skip season one go straight to season two because the season two finale is really good. All right. All right. The tragedy. Okay. I, I've been preparing to talk about this episode. Um, I just need to go through my notes because I have some really good notes. In <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. No, that one actually is interesting. Um, did he delete all of my good? Oh, okay. Here we go. No, I didn't touch anything as far all as Amanda. Right. No, I did not touch a thing on the rundown as far as your notes on the on the tragedy. It's all on the second page. Yeah. Um, okay, so about halfway through the episode, I suddenly had to write. <laughs> okay, getting some serious Power Ranger vibes, <laughs> <laughs> which. Okay, if anybody is a Power Ranger fan, you know I'm right. Because the location of the fight sequences in this episode are pretty on par with fight sequences in Power Rangers. Because they were always fighting in like a very desert, mountain mm -hmm. hill area. And there's okay. this one moment um, where... Um, I think I think her name is Finnick. Yep, Finnick is yep. running after the stormtroopers like um throw are are trying to like shoot her mm. and she's just running away and I'm just that is so Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. Stormtroopers still yeah. no 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 way they can shoot a gun. They they just yeah. have they're not marksmen. <laughs> They're not. They're not. Yeah, they need to all go back to the like remedial rifle training school because it, it's got to be a defective thing in their scopes and their in their helmets at this point. And that's the only thing I can figure. <laughs> yeah, it just was so painfully obvious in this episode, yeah. given how well, long these fight sequences are. But yeah. the the other thing, <laughs> I wrote a few more. <laughs> I wonder if Boba Fett would drink boba tea. <laughs> <laughs> can they make that happen on the show because that would be hilarious <laughs> there was a helicopter in the show this week so maybe that could happen <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Somebody needs to plant a boba tea next to Boba Fett on screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then I just, and I just shout, they took my baby. They <laughs> took my baby. They took your I, baby and blew up the car. I did start to write this and then quickly deleted it just because of how emotional I got with the last image of baby Yoda. Um, yeah, I know Grogu, but still it, it, it'll take some time. Um, I, I did initially write, (laughs) wouldn't it be funny (laughs) if Grogu is the real villain? (laughs) (laughs) Because he essentially causes (laughs) the rise of Skywalker. (laughs) He does. He does. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he, Grogu, Grogu is, is, yeah, yeah, he is. If it wasn't for Grogu, we would not have Snoke and we wouldn't have Ben Solo. Oh my God. Oh, oh, so uh, I think based on those four bu- bullet points, you know my thoughts on the episode. <laughs> uh, if you're coming here for the. <laughs> For like Christian Harloff esque analysis, no. you're at the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. no, no. That's why we have Will and we get yeah. his thoughts too. Yeah. <laughs> and we I'm, always I'm let Will man. go first, except for tonight when no, I go no. first. <laughs> Actually, I didn't get Power Rangers vibes. I got I, I I was I was thinking of an episode of Deep Space Nine, actually, where uh, it was a very similar type of locations. Mm-hmm. And uh, where Cisco and the uh, Federation were uh, were fighting the Jem'Hadar, and uh, yeah, similar thing. Where you know the, Feder- the, the but the the difference is the Jem'Hadar can shoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they actually hit their targets. Somebody shoots on any one of these shows. <laughs> yeah, they actually hit their targets, unlike uh, unlike the stormtroopers. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of well. Where do I go? Oh, I'll, I'll, he, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like at a loss. I'm at a loss. I can't follow your 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 your, your succinct breakdown of the episode. There, just kidding. Sorry, I'm like tearing up again. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> but too. um, or no, I'm so sad about about Grogu. I'm so well, sad. You, about- you left out the big I, thing. I, I, mean, have, I am. Really? No, you left out. You left out about the Razor Crest. I was I was waiting for your line on the Razor Crest. What? The ship. I don't have a line about the ship. I know. I was waiting for one. You got everything else but the Razor Crest. What was I supposed to say about? The Razor? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How I feel now. He's just criticizing my notes. I'm not criticizing. We're anything. supposed to criticize the show. <laughs> I'm not criticizing your notes. I was open. Uh, I you had your boat. You had your boba tea, and you you were you had your baby Yoda, and I was just waiting for your. I was just didn't know if you had anything to say about the Razor Crest. No, all I all I kind of it's kind of a tangential point is that I wrote Mando has a new cr- a new crew now. He's clearly upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not referring to the loss of Grogu. It's referring okay. to other people who he was part of his crew in the first season. If you catch my drift. Got it. <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, this 
I, I think I also know why you don't know where to start because they telegraphed the ending of this episode <laughs> with the title. Yeah, yeah. Well, and pretty th- much every subs- like subsequent scene. <laughs> actually, I actually I was really actually I was surprised that they actually got the Typhon so quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really thought, I, I, you know, what I thought was going to happen was they would, they would, you know, true, you know, go to usual form with the show. They're on their mission. They're on their way to to Typhon, and then they would run into another frog lady or something like that, where they get diverted into some side mission. Um, but they they went straight to it. I mean, they they did this week, and. Um, you know they had, of course, had their their cute moment with the where we were flying with the windows down. So, <laughs> yeah. So when you said where they run into another frog lady, all that started playing in my mind was frog lady got run over by Amando. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, someone write that song. <laughs> um, I. You're right. So for about the first five minutes, I was thinking to myself, wow, they got here quickly. And I wonder if the tragedy, if it's if it's more of a fake out where you think that, oh, clearly Moth Gideon is going to going to snatch Grogu from from Mando. And um, and it's a fake out because we're going to hear about the tragic past of Grogu and how he like we got the the bullet points last week yeah but to actually see and hear that full story would be really interesting and of course there are some holes that we all want to be filled um but no they it was not a fake out um this was all designed and what really irritated me was the whole, okay, you're on the scene, Rock. And then it just, like, the moment it ends, all of the 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 dark troopers are there, and they just snatch Yoda. And it's just like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I think, I think it was, to your point, the, this episode, it, it was good that it was tight. As far as the the timing, because I mean, I, I, you know, it was. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I really did. I did not, like I said, it, it did not um, it go to to my expectation as far as where they were going to go. And uh, I mean, obviously, you know, as far as the timing, as far you know, I, I figured we would get. Gideon taking Gragu at the you know, that would be our cliffhanger at the end of the uh, end of the season or something like that, um, but you know, we, we, it it came in episode six and and of course you know Man, Mando's like, um, putting together a new gang to to his new Avengers to go after to to go after uh, to go after Moth Gideon and 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 the rest of the remnants of the Empire. Yeah, I there are. There's probably about 10 minutes of this episode I couldn't stand. Um, but then looking back retrospectively, we there were 
all of these tie-ins to previous episodes, yeah. which was really good to start to see. I mean, episodes from season one, we got Boba Fett. And yeah. honestly, well, I don't know about you. I kind of forgot about that hint in the very first episode of the season. <laughs> Oh, did, did I was you? so wrapped up in um, everything that happened last week that mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, we were promised Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as, I mean, I I didn't forget that, but I was like, when I saw Slave 1 flying down and, and, and to to the uh, uh, scene and to the planet there, I was just like, he's back. And I, I was, you know, I had definitely had that geek out moment where I was like, okay, we got Boba Fett. And, and then we actually got the Boba, you know, what fans have been wanting for 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 all this time, you know, with Boba Fett, he, he finally lived up to the reputation for <laughs> for a guy who just got knocked into the Sarlacc pit by Han's errant wave of the staff and returning a Jedi. So, uh, with with you know seeing the capabilities of of his his fighting skills and stuff, so so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I appreciated all of the every all of his fight sequences were great. Yeah. Um there was just the the other the 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 ones where it, it just felt like if if maybe this wasn't a TV series there was would there be a better way to film these sequences and not make it look so clearly staged um that drove me crazy and mm constantly writing comparisons about power rangers yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there there were those character moments um and payoffs where yeah. i'm like yeah you know originally i was like oh because i hate when all it is is fighting but yeah. if i take out that bit the rest of it it moved the plot forward it was it was very tight. We didn't spend five episodes getting there. Yeah. Um, it was very next episode, and and now there's a clear end game, if you will. I mean, yeah. next week will be about getting this prisoner that they need um, to add to the crew to yeah. like the fifth member, and and then we we get the showdown and. Yeah. Um, and and also just what everyone's talking about, just something we've speculated on is as much as there is this beautiful father-son bond between Mando and Grogu, how much how has that affect him and how he uses the force? And Ahsoka didn't want to train him. Because of that bond, and we've seen how these types of bonds, when you're dealing with a force-sensitive creature mm -hmm. or person, you it, it tends to lead them to the dark side. It just it does. does. It does. It does. And, and honestly, I think, to your point, Gideon was using that, and, and will probably use that even more now. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when he walks into the room and, and seeing Grogu just, just you know, Plain, you know, whack them, you know, whacking these uh, stormtroopers together, and and you know, showing, you know, really acting out that anger and stuff. And you know, he even comments on it, and whenever he walks in, so you know, he he's definitely getting him primed and getting those metachlorins and that 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 fear and that anger 
even amplified um, right. so that they can they can use it what for obviously creating Snoke. So, which which is weird though because Ahsoka says that he, Grogu is afraid to use his powers because yeah. of what the First Order has already done to him mm-hmm. and kind of living in this fear. So maybe now that he's been captured, it's kind of like now I'm in self-defense mode yeah. and this is what Mando taught me to do, like survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And maybe and that's, and that's another thing of their relationship that has that has definitely rubbed off on to, to Grogu from Mando, which is how to, you know, how that survival instinct, uh, which is a, a very strong one, clearly with, with Mandalorian. I mean, you look at, you look at, Boba Fett with what he went through um, it, from Return of the Jedi to here we here we are five years later and he's walking around and trying to get his get his Mandalorian armor back. Yeah, yeah. That these characters they don't die unless they die. <laughs> unless they die. Unless <laughs> unless you're like unless you're Django. Unless you get decapitated, and then you. <laughs> Unless you're Ben Solo, he died. <laughs> yeah, he died. Yeah, there there are some who there are some who die and they stay dead, and then there's others who become Force ghosts, and then there's others who, you know, like like Fennec who, who become who become cyborgs. But not Ray. Ray lived. Yeah. yeah. Even though she did die. <laughs> yeah. She did so die, good. but she was kissed and brought back together. Yeah. So yeah, but she was brought back with a kiss. So. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about regarding this episode? Uh, just a couple just little geek notes uh, that I just happened to come across. Uh, one that I thought was with Boba Fett in particular, uh, a line that he says, I'm a simple man making my way through the galaxy like my father. I'm pretty sure Django said that same thing to the Camino folks. Um, or similar, whenever he saw met Obi-Wan back in Attack of Attack of the Clones. I may be mistaken, but I thought that was a very similar line to that. And then the other piece is just the, uh, I think I saw where someone had actually translated the uh, the code that uh, Boba Fett showed to Din Djarin at the end uh, that basically talks about how he, how, the, 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 the Fett line as far as how he um, how his father came into the Mandalorian order and, and basically Boba Fett and, 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 and are both, um, both adopted into the Mandalorian order. They weren't like born into it. Um, which is some of the, one of the things that was translated from that, uh, piece at the very end of the episode, uh, when he said, you, you, this is definitely your arm, your armor belongs to my family. So, uh, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I mean, like, but you're right. I mean, I think you know the fighting sequences could have dragged on longer and would have you know really slowed up the episode. But it, you know, when I have to say, when it, whenever it finished, I was like, that's it, because I, I was really, really hopeful. It, it, I was really surprised how, how not only one that they got to this point in the story, but two how fast the episode went. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we got two more to go. Two more to go. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> first of all, okay, everyone, there's a homework assignment. Okay. You're listening to this show. You need to tweet at Will that he needs to start watching Queen's Gambit. 
I I started. I did start. I did. I just can't. I, it's not. It's just not working for me. I'm so as of yet. Is it, is it because because how far are you? Did you finish an episode or did you I, stop? I I have made it through. Uh, I've made it to two episodes, and I I'm trying to hit the hit the play button for episode three, but I just just can't do it i ended up watching the flight attendant instead okay but she actually played chess right and yeah you yeah, saw I mean, anna taylor joy yeah 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 <laughs> okay. all right so. yeah you know i i binged it and um and i when i started it i was kind of like oh this reminds me of like, oh, I'm blanking on the name. I want to say Matilda, but I'm not sure if that's the correct name. But those those old 90 movies about yeah. a girl in an orphanage and, yes. yeah. and everything. And and I was kind of like finicky about that. But then the second and the second through about the seventh episode, I was all in just because um, Anna Taylor-Joy is mm. so good in this role. And the there's just something about their ability to to make chess interesting. <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the. I mean, the, the the early scenes where she is like whenever she's still in the orphanage and learning those were those were pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I don't. The rest of the story. I mean, as far as like here getting the. Pulled out and adopted by that family and their issue. I mean, it just, I don't know. Maybe I, I tried it this weekend. I mean, d- different times during the day. So it wasn't like I was tired or anything. I just, it just did not. It just, just you know, and I know it's like very popular and stuff, but so far it just, it just hasn't, it hasn't resonated with me yet. But, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess it helped. Yeah. You know. Very popular. He, you say that as if like only. <laughs> Only a million people have watched it. No, I know how popular it is. I mean, it's like trending like the like top thing on Netflix. Yeah, I know. They do million households. That's insane. And oh. and correct me if I'm wrong. Netflix usually doesn't give out their numbers. They don't. I think this is from. But yeah, was this from the Nielsen rating or was this yeah. like? Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy to me. I I I'm and I'm not even the biggest fan of it because I think it's a good three episodes too long. Um, because there are some definitely dead episodes towards the end, and there is, you know, I wouldn't be me if I didn't say this. There are some parts yeah. I skipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it's definitely something to check out, and like what you're noticing right now, either people will will tune in and really like the story or not. Something that does irritate me, though, about it is that it's not based on a true story. So do not go in thinking, oh, this is a real person, because it's not. It's not. Uh, And and nobody will be writing letters asking you, asking them to, you know, make it clear that it's historical fiction. (laughs) And so now the moment everyone's been waiting for since he already (laughs) dropped this bit of news. What are your thoughts on the flight attendant? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I, you know, as I messaged you last week, and I'll share with our listeners now, I it is tr- it is one of those shows where you want to look away, but somehow it just keeps sucking you back in. 
Yeah. 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 It is. It definitely is. And so, yeah, I'm, 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 I, yeah, it'll be a part of my rotation over, over the next little while. Are you caught up or have you only watched like the first one or two episodes? I'm going to finish the first two this weekend. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. The one they aired this past week, I thought was one of the better episodes. Okay. Um, because they do a lot more with her and her brother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty good stuff. But yeah, it's the flight attendant or rename it and call it train wreck. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. And, and it makes, since my mom told me it was based on a book, it makes more sense why it somehow works. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Queen's Gambit was also based on a book too, yep. if I recall. Yeah. Yeah, an uh, old book. Yeah. Like it's yeah. more popular now than it of was course. 35 years ago when it was first released. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Um the other thing I want to recommend um that I've watched recently is Amazon dropped a new Amazon original movie called Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook. It's a movie that I believe was supposed to come out oh we've been probably this year it it was being looked at last year in all of the mm-hmm. festivals and um it is definitely something if you have Amazon Prime to watch this is a sound editor's dream mm. because the premise is that a a rock band drummer suddenly loses his hearing mm. and he then gets sent to a rehab facility because oh yeah he's a former drug addict and um and learns how to be deaf essentially And why I say it's a sound editor's dream is because what they do with the manipulation of sound um, and perception is very intriguing. Um, And and I just I was just in in awe of it because they there are so many little details in terms of when they show. the the uh oh my god i'm break blanking on i'm tired um when they show certain things when when you can hear certain things when you can't hear certain things and and there's so much has to do with perception but there's a lot of a lot of details in how they craft this movie nice huh sounds sounds very interesting i know uh one that i want to check out um it's the new fincher yeah film that uh that, that dropped i think this past weekend as well on, on netflix uh isn't gary oldman's in it yep. um yeah so as a uh, mink, monk? Mink? Mink? Monk. Mink? 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 yeah i don't know how to pronounce it i don't know how I to pronounce it yeah it's like m-a-n-k yeah although kevin smith tweeted out a line of dialogue from it about the film industry and how it sells the product. The only product that the buyer doesn't actually buy because what we buy is an experience, a memory and the owner of that product still owns it. Hmm. Yeah. So I saw, yeah, I saw you retweeted his, uh, 
his line of dialogue from that. And yeah, that, and that's what even piqued my curiosity even more when I, mm-hmm. when I, when I, when I saw, when I saw Kevin send that out. So, yeah. So like I said, it's um, definitely one that is on my, on my list. I think it uh, chronicles the, I guess the making of citizen Kane. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I think over the holidays, it, it'll, it'll definitely be, if not sooner, I'll, I'll check it out. Well, that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>